from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. One, two... It doesn't look dark from the camera. Mm. Interesante. I think it's because it's like super stormy in New York right now. I don't really know why because it's been super hot the past few days. It's been really humid the past few days and really hot. And But the sky's been white. Like it's like winter sky. You know what I mean? Like it's the sky you'd expect to see in accordance with like a flurry or like a blizzard. But like it's a white sky. It's been like that for like four days. And I'm like, where's the sun? Give me tan. Give me... Because it makes me makes me glad that I'm not... Because, like, if it's hot outside and people are out at the park and, like, going out for brunch, I'm going to feel like I'm missing out something because I'm studying all day. But now that it's stormy and raining, it gives the study vibe. True. So you're glad that it's, like, this while you're studying, but, like, a- after Tuesday, it's going to be... Because yeah. if you forgot, Sydney has her LSAT this Tuesday. So right now we're filming this on a Saturday. So it's in... Three days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're so excited for it to be over with. And then she has the writing portion and it's done. It's yeah. done. Oh, you know. I feel yes. like a zombie. Like I'm a human void of emotion and thoughts right now. Everything is logical reasoning. This, this is, is why we 
we balance each other out. Yeah. We're like a yin and yang. So today we will be talking about yes. So rejection. Whoa. Whoa. I always do this, but I never put anything there. But today I'm going to do this. Rejection, but not just rejection in one sense, just like in all sense of the senses of the word, mm-hmm. because it's something that you have to deal with on a daily basis, especially because a lot of our listeners are ages like. 18 to 25 26 that age range and i feel like yeah i was like that was like 15 numbers 18 to 28 as i just said and within that 10 years you deal with rejection to like the nth degree whether it's from colleges or from grad school or for relationships or for jobs or internships so i feel like it's something that you have to like get accustomed to dealing with and dealing with it for the first few times all the times it's hard, it's taxing, but there are good ways to cope and deal with it. And we've been rejected a million times. So we're here to tell you our experiences with it and what we do to cope. Boodle, 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 boodle. It's how she sneezes. She goes, yeah. My mom sneezes like that too. My mom came to visit us and stayed in my room and she like sneezes like that, like a Windex. Yeah. It's like a Lightning McQueen. Yeah, Yeah, ka-chow. You said that in, like, one of our really early episodes. It was the funniest thing ever. But the first category we're going to talk about are relationships. And I know, like, specifically, I'm one of those people to be the first to approach at bars or, like, clubs and stuff. So, or pre-COVID, of course. So I would always, like, go up to people. And sometimes I'd get kind of a, like, like, oh, purposefully be on the phone. Or, like, oh, you know, like, I'd get the, like, grimace. And it would kind of, like, hurt in the moment. But the way I kind of think about this is it's not the way that someone else can react to you because you can't control how someone else thinks about you, but it's the way that you handle it. So you can choose to be like, oh my God, I'm ugly and no one loves me. Or like you could choose to be like, this person just like doesn't think I'm their type. Or you could be like, oh my God, this person has a significant other and they just, they're not interested. Or you could be like, oh, this person's just genuinely an asshole and they're not looking for me right now. It could be something like that. And you could, or, or, and this is the way I usually do it. I'm better than them. So they don't recognize good. And so they have bad taste. And that's how I usually handle the rejection. See, for those of us that look like this, um, approaching men in the bar is not <laughs> what we really do. I think that in terms of relationships, the rejection I experience the most is usually like once I start liking someone and we've been on like three or four dates or we're starting to talk and then that's when they realize they no longer want to be with me or like it's rejection Mm. in that sense or like if you're with someone for like a long-term relationship and they decide randomly like oh I no longer want you in that way they don't have a taste they don't have taste but it's that kind of rejection that I usually associate most with relationships but and it hurts because like Sarah, in the Sarah situation, you can be like, oh, they don't know me, so they can't, they're judging me for like one thing, or like I'm not their type. But I think it's a different kind of hurt when like they do know you and they've established a relationship with you and then decide that you're like not the one. Yeah, like they get to know your personality and then they're like, mm, yeah. you know, that hurts. Yeah. That stings. And obviously, it's so easy to be like, oh, don't cry about like you're better than them or like they're like whatever. Or like no taste. But yeah. At this but like situation. in this situation, it's hard. It's much easier said than done. And I'll be the first to admit that I'm the one that will cry in a bed for five weeks and like literally have a concert with like the rain flowing in the shower. Yeah. Like an like Adele the, concert. <laughs> like the hand traveling down the shower literally. steam. <laughs> I literally have some videos of me going like this down windows. But um, I don't even post that TikTok. Anyway, yeah. um, I think the one thing that's helped me 
understand or like cope with things like that is one and this goes with for rejection in any sense is just recognizing and knowing my value because while that person i may not be valuable in what they need in life right now no matter who wants me who doesn't want me i know that i have value in my own life and i don't need that person to substantiate or validate my value if that makes sense like with or without them i am me you're welcome but um i think that's one thing that's really hard to get to that place but the more you think about it condition your mind to think like that the easier it gets it comes like second nature to you and then i think oh so um what was i gonna say um <laughs> we're talking about rejection yeah oh yeah and like some of the boys i cried over in like middle school and high school that rejected me for whatever reason i was not that cute in high school so i understand but um i can't remember the you were pretty. Oh, girly. I would have been intimidated. Girly, girly. No, ma'am. Um, I just think that it's been, what, five or six years since high school or since that time period. And I barely know their last name. I don't remember. It must have hurt. It might have hurt in the moment a lot and could have, like, affected my self-esteem in the moment. But four or five years from now, it is a tumbleweed in the wind. It's water under the bridge. I don't care anymore. I know that like I've grown someone that I like or a person I want to be and having them in my life wouldn't have changed it or made it any better or any worse. So why do I care? You know, if anything, they missed out. That's my mindset. And it could be like not true at all. It could be thriving too. And I hope that they are. But um, they're not thriving with me. So that's the difference. That's, that's, the, that's difference. the difference. And I also think like to go along with that situation in particular, one way that I really uh, get over someone rejecting me because of my personality and after being with me for a really long time, I, as a Sarah type and as like a Leo, an extreme extrovert, spontaneous, crazy bitch, I like hanging out with people constantly rather than like shut myself in my room, which some people do. Some people need their fucking space and that's okay if that is how you deal with your shit. Speaking to you. Absolutely. However, if you are like me and more like a little like you want to just deal with it in a very like social way, I really like to hang out with the people who value you. So like for me, that would be Sydney. That would be my mom, my dad. uh, That would be my boyfriend. That would be like my select few friends who like I know really value me for me and who always make me feel confident and uplifted rather than always kind of like shoot me little like backhanded compliments and like shoot me down so find the people who really really value you and then through them and through your kind of interactions with them you'll recognize your self-worth again that's just what i like to do but both choices are obviously equally as valid yeah i think like there's like no one right way to cope with something because exactly. everyone's personality and needs are different yes but i think as long as the goal itself is the same and that's i think what we recognizing both need your worth yes your La, la, la. la and then the second category we're going to talk about are schools because lord knows I, i've been rejected from yeah. a lot of schools because i went to, into musical theater like i applied to a lot of musical theater colleges or programs at least when i was in senior year of high school and for them you not only had to pay for the college application you had to pay for the pre-screen so it was like double the amount of money and as i'm sure you know because you applied to tish when yeah. you first came to nyu so you totally know where i'm coming from because uh, with your portfolio and stuff like that. But like, I had to find a studio, run out a studio. I had to pick songs. It took time and energy. I had to print out all my sheet music, find a pianist, find a vocal coach. Like it was crazy. And like, I already had a vocal coach, but like it helps to find a vocal coach and dance coach specifically 
like instructed for pre-screens. So it was a crazy experience and I worked so hard and I was so sure that if I paid all this money and I worked as hard as I could, I could get in every single school that I want to, but sometimes working as hard as you can is not enough, especially with colleges, because you can have a killer essay, you can do everything you possibly can, and the college board and the education system in America, that's just my opinion, is so fucked up that you might just not get into a college even if you're like the perfect candidate seemingly you just might not have a chance because of that admissions officer who looked over your goddamn portfolio or your college resume that day, which really, really sucks. Yeah, like... Love the sirens. Um, they agree with me. <laughs> they said the college American education system sucks. Um, yeah, so like my dream school was USC, South Southern California, not South Carolina. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, no, literally. Don't get that mixed up. And um, as Sarah said, like, I was really into both writing and film, but also politics. So I wanted to choose schools that had good programs for both, just in case I wanted to, like, switch over or wanted to do both at the same time. And the USC was perfect for me. It was close to my house in LA. And it was there. And, like, I remember touring with my dad, and he was like, You're gonna go here. It's gonna be so fun. And, like, that was like a bonding moment for us. Like, he would talk about USC all the time. And so I went home going there. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna get in here. I'm so confident in me. Like, I had the scores, SAT scores. I had the GPA. I had the extracurriculars. I had the writing, everything I needed to get in. So I was like confident I was gonna get in. And I remember I went on a trip with my friends to the Bahamas senior year of high school. And right as I was getting no. on the plane, my, yeah, my mom calls me and was like, oh my God, we got um, a letter from USC. And I remember literally sobbing, like I felt like my face drop because once she said letter into my friend had gotten a huge package from USC like the day before. And we had planned on going to USC together. Like we were going to room together and like we had started looking at dorms and decorations, everything. And she, and she got a huge, like, red package that would, like, exploded when you open it. And my mom said, I got a letter. And I was like, I didn't get in. Right before your Bahamas trip. I was, as I was getting on the plane. I feel like you told me this, but I forgot until yeah. this exact moment. Like, as I was getting on the plane, I found out. I cried the entire plane ride there. I was like... <laughs> How long was the plane ride? Like, four hours. I was like, I, <laughs> I literally so am not going to college. Like, no one likes me. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm literally stupid. Like, whatever. And then mm-hmm. I had... We were staying in a very remote island, so we had no Wi-Fi the entire trip. <laughs> no. And that's the week that all the decisions came out. And so, I, all my friends, like, knew where they were going. They were like, oh, we're going to Auburn. They're going to Clemson. We're going to here. Oh, my God, Auburn like, and Clemson. That's so funny. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere because I didn't get accepted anywhere because I couldn't have my parents call me. I couldn't check my email. And so, for the right when I touched down, that's when I got my NYU acceptance letter. And my parents loved NYU. My dad's from New York. So, like, it was great. It wasn't USC, though. So, I was kind of, like, felt like a failure, like, second rate, whatever. But um, I ended up loving NYU. It was the perfect place for me. I can't, I, I can't imagine going to USC now. Like, like I would have hated it. But I feel like even though in the moment it felt like the worst rejection ever, like I wasn't enough or like I wasn't smart enough or cool enough or the perfect candidate or blah, 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 blah. I realized that um, it's as cheesy as it sounds. My mom always says this to me that one, everything happens for a reason and two, blessings are a disguise. So I feel like Though it felt like really rejection in the moment, I was right where I needed to be. So everything worked out for a reason. And now I have this cool podcast and a cool roommate and a cool city and a cool job. So I feel like in the end, it did happen for a reason. And I'm glad it did happen because that rejection got turned into a blessing. 
Yeah. And before I even got my decision back from a lot of like the musical theater programs I applied to, I like changed my career path and I started like applying to communication schools. But I was again, like so sure I was going to get it. And in the back of my mind, I was always like, if I get that acceptance from Carnegie Mellon, I'm going to go. Like, I'm just going to say fuck it all and I'm going to go and I'm not going to have a plan B and I'm going to get my degree in musical theater and be on Broadway. And when I got that rejection, and that was after I got my acceptance to NYU because NYU was like my dream communication school. Um, and I got in, I was so excited, but like when I got that rejection from Carnegie Mellon, no one could talk to me for three days. I was yeah. so bitchy. <laughs> it's like, because to my parents' face, especially because I had to keep a face for them. I was like, I don't care. Whatever. I didn't even want to do musical theater anymore anyway. But in my room, me sobbing. So. Oh, I, I was <laughs> yeah. in front of everyone. And the worst part was that when people would text me, like, oh my God, girl, did you get into USC? Girly, girly, girly. No! Because my school had an Instagram page where they... Um, posted where everyone got in and like every person had to post every sentence letter their list of schools they might Bruh. go to and of course my dad would post on Instagram and he was like "Sis, we gonna hear back from USC today and I was like <gasps> no not on his Instagram with 10,000 followers and that was the worst part though is that like I wish it's like that he would have been proud of me if I'd gotten in and that was like one of the worst things yeah. too because I had to like be embarrassed dad and daughter bonding means a lot yeah it's a you know it's 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 I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow the seven right now. 
The last category we are going to talk about is going to be jobs and internships because as someone, as like Cindy and I are so career focused, so as two people in college, still full-time students who are so career focused, we understand what it's like to get rejected from internships specifically and even further from that jobs because we've recently in the past year gotten our first big girl jobs and we're now trying to be financially independent from our parents, which is crazy because we have this new apartment, we have to pay rent and pay for like food and dinner and groceries and amenities and like all of those other things and work. So it's all crazy and we're trying to navigate that. And I know for me, like I specifically for internships went through like the NYU portal because that's just a school I go to and we go to. So I went through like Handshake and LinkedIn to go and apply to jobs. And I worked so hard. I'd be so sure of my resume and I worked so hard and I'd spend like three days on a single resume, 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 resume. a resume. And then I'd get that rejection email. I'm like, oh, you know what? Like we're just going to move forward with other candidates. And I'm sitting here thinking I've been working since I was 17 years old. Like I, I have killer writing skills. I did an amazing cover letter. I even inserted a little video about my personality and like showed how much I care about this job. So like, I don't understand how I'm not, you know what I mean? But I think like my advice for internships specifically is think like, at least you're still at me. Cause I mean, I'm just assuming that if you're applying to an internship, you're still in college. So that's just who I'm talking to right now. But like, if you're still in college and you got rejected from an internship, just understand that like, you have so much time. A lot of people don't even get their first internship until they've graduated undergrad. So don't even stress. I mean, obviously keep trying. I would just say try like every year. And that's my first advice. So just like keep trying and don't let it dull you, which I know is like easier said than done, but just do it anyway. It's more like um, discipline than it is motivation. And number two, I would say cold email and cold call firms that you can't find on like the top 10 PR firms in New York City list. Like I would just say like look up as much as you possibly can, do a lot of cold research and then cold call and cold email a lot of these firms that you think would be, in, or like a lot of the companies that you think would be interesting to you because that's how Sydney and I have gotten like eight out of 10 of our jobs. So just a tip. Also like don't apply to three internships and then oh get, and then be like discouraged because you didn't get one of those three. I think I apl- I've applied to maybe like 200 internships and gotten like total nine or 10. I think in total we've applied to maybe like 1200 things yeah whether it be sponsorships internships jobs or otherwise i think we've applied to like 1200 things and like this is just um we talked about this in our internship episode if you our career episode you guys have like seen that i okay so backstory um (laughs) i had like a lot of interest in like entertainment and politics coming into uh college and so i wasn't really sure where i wanted to go because our major is so broad that it encompasses a lot of things yeah and at first, I was like, okay, I'm going to do music. Not, like, singing, because I can't sing, but, like, the executive side <laughs> of music. Like, being a record executive, whatever. Because my family's in music, so I figured that's, like, a perfect avenue for me. And I remember I applied to a label in New York. Got the interview. I was so excited. thought I did so well. My parents were so excited for me. And then they emailed me and rejected me. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to have a career. And so I applied to a million other internships. And then I finally accepted one at, like, a PR firm or something. And then they emailed me back. I'm like, actually, we changed your mind. We want you to come back. And in my head, I was like, how are you going to take you back, You know, you oh my God. At the, at the beginning. They do ne- you think they hired somebody else and they were like, I can't do it. Yeah. Did, oh, yeah. that's awful. So, takes you back, And I was like, <laughs> um, no, because like my whole, my whole thing, things happen for a reason. So I was like, you know what? Maybe that's not, maybe that's not my avenue. Yeah. And I ended up hating the PR job too, but it was also my first internship in college. So like it helped me like to get my foot in the door. 
And um, it also helped me realize that's not what I wanted to do. Because one thing that I think people don't really take into account is that it's a perfect way to let you know what the job's actually gonna be like. Because I wanted to do PR, I wanted to do marketing, I wanted to do music, I wanted to do film. And I tried all those things and I did not like it. So it helped push me towards like going to law school and going into politics because I started working in jobs in those fields and ended up loving it. So I think don't be afraid to like jump around a little bit and figure out what you like and also apply to so many. And it helps if you have like a lot of interest in different things just to write a general cover letter about how you connect to that topic or the occupation and what you love about it. And then just like personalize it for each one so it's easier to apply to things because you have them already set up. So I think don't get discouraged because, oh, my that voice That was just like a giant bubble in your yeah. throat. <laughs> ill <laughs> so don't get discouraged because you know for every five no's you have there could be one incredible yes that changes your life or pushes you towards your your niche your thing your purpose so i think while rejection sucks and everything everything happens for a reason which is so easy to like say and then be like okay but that doesn't stop the pain just know that five years from now two years from now a month from now a week from now it will probably hurt a lot less and you'll understand why that thing happened also, like Cindy just said, just to like emphasize it even more because we're so smart, is that like, just kidding, is that no one's telling you you can't be upset about rejection, but also it's not about like what they say about you. It's about you handle it, like how you handle it, like we said. So it's like you're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to lock yourself in your room for three days, but like as long as you know and have the mindset that like I'm going to keep trying, I'm going to keep going. And again, like, like I said, like it's not even a motivation thing. Like obviously you can look up motivating quotes and you can finally get motivated and that's awesome. But like it's more of a discipline thing and just know that like if you just keep pushing and trying, eventually it's going to happen for you. Especially in like, because Cindy and I are both in communications right now, especially in this field. Like, oh my God, you could apply to like 60 internships slash jobs and only hear back from three and not even get one. That's what's so upsetting because it's, it's like you try so hard and then you just keep getting no's and no's. So it's easy to get discouraged, but discipline yourself to not, to, to keep pushing. And like, there's this quote, it could, I'm trying to think about who it's from. It might be Martin Luther King. It might be Mahatma Gandhi. You love this quote. Yeah. I know exactly. It might be Mahatma Gandhi. I'm pretty sure he's like canceled right now. Um, he is. He was a pedophile, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Or like Coco Chanel or Einstein, maybe. Except the maybe Bill Nye the Science Guy. Except the things. Ooh, I love him. <laughs> I met she him. Met him. Bar- I met him in Barnes Noble once, and I almost started crying. I was like, in another life, we could have been lovers, or friends, or lovers and <laughs> or coworkers. I don't know. Um, maybe it was Einstein. It's that thing that's like you accept the things you cannot change and change the things you can't accept, or something like that. I don't think that's a quote. If I just made that up, it's kind of all. If you, it, if you made that up, that'd be the smartest thing you've ever seen. I know. It, it's like I'm the same. It's the same premise, but I might have said it wrong. Or like, accept the things you cannot change. That's what you. Isn't that what you just said? But there's the, I think I missed the second part. Or like. No, you said it right the first time. Accept the things you cannot change. Change, change the things, things you cannot accept. Is that how it goes? If so, purr. So basically, the only thing that you can control is how. One, you react to it, into how you use that to propel yourself forward. So I think that while let yourself feel things, obviously, because if you don't, they're gonna pile up later. But you know, be upset about it, like cry, go out, whatever you need to do. But then realize that the only things that are within control are things that you can change. So see the positive in it, use that as motivation, as learning experience to fix things in the future. Wow. Wow. You know, Owen Wilson. It's like, wow. Is that from Owen Wilson? 
I didn't know that. Wow. Wow. I whenever oh, I we do that, I think of like the claw from Toy Story, like the claw. And like wow. I don't know. There's a little green thing from Toy Story. The, the, the aliens. They're so cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's like a ride like that at Disney World. I'm stealing. Oh yeah, the Toy Story. World. Yes, Toy Story Mania, right? You know what song stuck in my head all day uh, from Hercules? I will say I'm in love. Shut up. Here, that song went on for no reason. Like I, Hercules is kind of a weird movie, but I'm kind of excited for the reboot. Though I'm pretty sure Hercules, whoever's playing him, is not how I was going to play him. But they should let me. They should let me cast these shows because I'll make sure everyone is on point. You'd be such a good casting director. I know. I'd be like, wait, stay up again. Um, that's it for today. Thank you guys so. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, you can find tuning our in. tuning in eight seven <laughs> central. I still don't know what that means. Tuning in at 8, 7 central on Disney yeah, Channel. XD. When did they... Why <laughs> <laughs> my mouth do that? No, sometimes I see... Okay, when I go in New York to like East Village or like Tompkins, everybody looks like they belong in an XD <laughs> show called like Zeke and Luther Take the Skate Park. <laughs> and I just see it. Sometimes your laugh concerns me. Like, your lungs are literally screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the little skater boys of the park. Literally. How'd you come up with, with that? With those long shorts, and they were like, <laughs> I wish I was a show called Zeke and Luther, and they have like little backwards hats, and they're like, XD. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, I'm actually having a conniption. Okay. Mm. What? what were we talking I don't know. about? We're saying the before closing. Before no, you were. Oh, I was gonna say, like, I don't know what 8 7 Central means. I still don't know. I've never known that. Because they're all like 8 7 Central, but like before when I was in second grade, they were always like, oh, like at 7 30 on Disney Channel. Yeah. But now they say 8 7 Central. 8 7 Central is Central Time Zone. But what what does that What is the 8 Why is it 2 8 7 Central? Yeah. I think it's 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, but that's so West Coast phobic. Like, <laughs> yeah, why didn't they why, do three hours? Why didn't they say 8 7 5? Or why is there no six? Maybe it's eight seven six eight seven six central. Eight seven six eight. Is that a thing? Eight seven six. Eight seven. No, oh, I thought it was. Just eight, I'd be the worst Disney. I'd, I'd be like boop 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 boop. Watch it. <laughs> that I couldn't. Some of those scripts too. Okay, whatever. Sorry, we're rambling anyway, now. Um, what? We got the the most insane DM last night. I forgot to text you about it. Wait, tell me after insane. the episode. Tell me, okay. I'm so excited because I need to hide myself. Yes. For it. Uh, make sure to give us a listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, iHeart, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Obviously, you're on YouTube. Or, no, you're not. Take, you it, out, take it out. 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 I forgot I had to change the closing for the YouTube. Um, make sure to give us a listen on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to us on one of those apps, make sure to check out our YouTube at Crying a Public Podcast. If you're on the YouTube, hey. hey. If you're not, you should subscribe and share and thumbs up and subscribe and subscribe and then you can also find us on instagram and tiktok at the same name crime and public podcast i'm not wearing makeup i'm so sorry to scar you all like this I'm where just, it's a bloopers okay this is what happens bro i had a venti coffee today i thought i was like i would <laughs> okay bro i was gonna fight the woman at starbucks i was like order for sydney it was two drinks there were two drinks sitting on the war she was like are you sure ordered online? I was like, yes. And I was like, they're right there. She was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I was like, can I check the labels? And she was like, I mean, sure. Sydney. Me, these are mine. Here. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't know. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, it's my first coffee. It was not. What, what kind?
kind did you get the Gyohei usually? Uh, okay, I got the Venti cold brew with vanilla sweet cream, but I got extra cream. It was literally the color of milk. She was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't like coffee. I'm trying to. In Dunkin' Donuts, if you get like a regular coffee with cream and sugar, they'd be like sugar. Be- <laughs> <laughs> and they make cream. it like blue. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't know. That's like chance or it's like the extra, extra crumble mocha Oreo blueberry burst. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, I know that. Okay, yeah, we should. Bye. Bye. Market. <laughs> that was a fun close. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought. In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.